welcome to another episode of Not Another Bad Movie Podcast with me, your host, Megan Tripp. Uh, I'm sorry that this is late. I wanted this to come out uh, Saturday morning, but here we are Sunday afternoon. I'm sorry about that. I'd also like to say, um, here's my guest, but I, I didn't plan ahead. <laughs> so this is me nattering on by myself. But um, I thought I'd make this bonus episode of Not Another Bad Movie podcast be about the random nonsense that's in my head. You know, movies sometimes are praised for their tight plotting or sometimes praised for their characterization, but there are other types of movies that aren't very strong in those categories, but they're still, you know, works of art because they bring to us, like, stunning visuals that stay with us. And so obviously I'm talking about the Gary Marshall masterpiece, The Princess Diaries, because that's a movie I've not seen in maybe 12 or 15 years. But I think about that movie, gosh, like once every six weeks or so. I can't get it out of my mind, and I don't know why, but it's just, it's there. And there's just all these like weird moments in that movie. And the fact that it's so different than the book, which I read later, which came as quite a shock. Uh, Grandmere is so mean and is not a Julie Andrews fluffy character. Uh, it's set in New York City. It's not set in San Francisco. Um, she knew, I think she knew her father in the books, just didn't know he was a prince. Or, oh, no, I think she gets introduced to him later, but he's not dead. In the movies, he's dead. <laughs> Anyways, I'm trying to piece this together all from memory, because I, like I said, I haven't seen this movie in years, and maybe I should have revisited it before I bothered to talk to you about it, but you probably have movies like this, like movies you saw when you were a preteen, and for some reason, just because of the age you were, you like sucked in all the information that you were watching. And now it's just like a part of you. And it's not because you love the movie. It's not because you hate the movie. I don't really necessarily have very strong feelings about this movie. But it's just, it's it's what my brain is made of. <laughs> There's that TikTok idea of... Um, what video lives inside your head rent-free. And for me, it's just the image of Michael Moskowitz playing the keyboard with a bunch of what I thought were Skittles on top. Done some internet research. They're actually M&Ms. But why? <laughs> and I've tried searching why. And there's no, like, no set designer that I could see has come forward. Uh, no interview with Gary Marshall that explains this choice. It's just Michael loves M&Ms and they're on his keyboard when he plays with his band. It's a garage band, but he's not in a home garage. He's in the garage where he works because he works on cars. I just watched the one scene on YouTube to kind of give myself a refresher. I did not remember that it was a commercial garage. And that there were like three random girls watching them play. <laughs> I guess 
I don't know if they're meant to be like the girlfriends of the people in the band, but two of the girls are sitting on a couch, just dreamily staring at Michael. And one says to the other, he sings, he plays the guitar, he works on cars, like so amazing. And it's like a little confusing at first because you think that she'd mention the fact that he's playing the keyboard, not the guitar. But I guess you wouldn't necessarily like point out the fact that he knows how to play the keyboard if he's literally doing it in front of you. Like the girl next to her might not know that he also plays the guitar. So I guess that's like good information (laughs) for the audience. Like, yeah, he plays the keyboard, but he also plays the guitar. And he's also the guy that works on the cars. But, um, yeah, Th- then he he wraps up his song and Mia asks about the car. It's going to cost another $400. She's surprised at the cost. Michael says that he'll put in some labor for free. Mia goes off on her sc- scooter and um, the uh, only other employee of this garage Gives him a hard time because he obviously likes Mia. And that's the end of the scene. And then I, through Googling, realized there's another scene where he receives a um, pizza with the word sorry written on top in M&M's. And uh, it's Mia apologizing for something. I would explain what it is, but again, I I don't remember. Uh, And then he wants to look at the time, I guess, to see if he could take her to that important ball thing that she's supposed to be doing as Princess of Genovia. But he, like, reaches up his arm, like, way over his head in order to shake his wrist loose to see the time in a comical fashion. Yeah. Anyways, Michael Moskowitz, I was doing some Googling is uh, played by Robert Schwartzman, who uh, is the son of actress Talia Shire and producer Jack Schwartzman. He has a famous uncle, Francis Ford Coppola, and cousin Nicolas Cage, and another cousin, Sophia Coppola, and uh, former cousin-in-law to Spike Jones and brother Jason Schwartzman. And uh, he was in Lick the Star and The Virgin Suicides. And uh, they're actually playing one of his songs in, in that scene with the M&Ms. And it's uh, from his band Rooney. And I thought I didn't know any Rooney songs. But uh, turns out When Did Your Heart Go Missing is a Rooney song. So I, I do actually know that song. I played um, their music video uh, from 2009 just to see if there was anything about M&M's. thought maybe that was something that the actor brought. Uh, no, but there is something about treating you like a princess. So that does seem to be a little bit of a nod to his role in The Princess Diaries. What else did I learn? I feel like I learned so much in this rabbit hole. Yeah, Rooney's had quite a few albums. They had one in 2003, one in 2007, one in 2010, one in 2016, two EPs. And they've had singles that have charted, not really in the U.S. When Did Your Heart Go Missing went 
was number 34 on the dance charts in America. But uh, they, they've had some success in the UK. And when I search why are there M&Ms on the keyboard of Princess Diaries, uh, people are still talking about this. Like, one of the first things that comes up when I search for that is a tweet from, like, April of last year. Like, why are there M&Ms on the keyboard? <laughs> so it seems like everyone who came of age around that time is also, every six weeks or so, thinking to themselves, why, why were there candies on that keyboard? And was he eating those candies? Who, who put those candies there? Does he wipe down the keyboard to make sure that it's food safe? Does he put other foods on the keyboard? Or is he just, like, obsessed with M&Ms? And are there M&Ms just, like, on all surfaces around him at all times? Like, a very strange superpower where he can just manifest M&Ms at any time. Th this is what I think about. Like, if you ever see me, like, at a party and I'm just kind of, like, standing in the corner, I'm, I'm either thinking about the fact that Mandy Moore sang Stupid Cupid apropos of absolutely nothing in the middle of the movie The Princess Diaries, or I'm thinking about the fact that there were M&Ms all over that keyboard. <laughs> That's all I'm thinking about. I know, I know this movie came out a long time ago. I, I assure you no one involved in that movie ever thinks about it, but it's, it's, it's all I think about. It came out in 2001. It's 2021. It's 20 years, and it's literally all I think about. <laughs> and so now I'm burdening you, listener. Why? Why are there M&Ms on that keyboard? Now, now that's what's going to be in your head as you sand in the corner of a party. You know, back in normal times when we all are at parties and in corners not talking to anyone. Like, you know, normal people do during normal times when we have parties. Um, anyways, I'm kind of running out of steam. I, uh... I really felt like I, I had something with this. I was going to really explain just how wild the scene is to me and who Robert Schwartzman is and about Rooney. And now that I say it all out loud, there's, there's not really much to this, is there? It's just there was candy on a keyboard in a movie one time, and I can't get over it. Uh, if you could tweet me what other random nonsense you can't get over from any movies from around 2001 or from whenever you were a preteen, uh, I'd appreciate it. It's at N-A-B-M podcast on Twitter. Is that right? Yes, it is right. Uh, or you can email me, notanotherbadmoviepodcast at gmail.com. I wanted to give a shout out the person who composed the music, Mike Bustios. And uh, I wanted to give a shout out to all the people who have given their money to me on Patreon. I'm sorry, guys, that I haven't been producing extra content for you. I know that that was the intent. But um, yeah, ever since like the end of 2019, I kind of was losing steam, what with uh, moving into a new house and dealing with other stuff. Um, and I thought, no, 2020 is going to be my year. I'm going to get back on track. 
And then 2020 wasn't anybody's year. Um, so that, that was a bummer, but, um, you, you guys have stuck by me and I, I appreciate that. Pull up the name of my patrons, but I don't know where to find that information. Okay. Jacob Holler is one. Hunter is one. Grace Tozak is one. Jean Tripp is one. I know what you're thinking. Isn't that your mom? Yes, it is. But it still counts. Thanks, mom. All right. Uh, I love you. And I'll be here next month with a guest and we'll talk about a movie. I'm so excited about that Netflix movie that's coming up. It's like a, a what do you call it? A jukebox musical. But instead of just one artist, it's like a whole host of CCM artists. And I definitely grew up listening to some contemporary Christian music. So, you know, I'm all over that. Like an Eminem is all over a keyboard in a 2001 movie. All right. I'll talk to you later. Bye.